Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Jason Moser is a senior analyst for The Motley Fool, and I like this line. He finds stocks that make money and tells the world about them. That's a good one right there. I appreciate it, and I appreciate Jason Moser from The Motley Fool joining us now. Jason, how are you, sir? Doing well, guys. How are you all? Good. It's always fun to talk. Thanks. This would be a stupid way to invest, I realize, and you probably don't run into anybody in the situation, but if, you, if a person said, I'm going to invest in one stock, I'm just going to put my money in one stock, long horizon, I'm not retiring for decades, what should I put my money in? Wow, just one stock? I mean, we would never really recommend that. So I can give you one vehicle, though, one um if you want to invest in in one asset, you can invest in the S&P Index Fund, an ETF that represents the entire S&P 500 Index Fund. Good one. That's essentially getting exposure to all 500 companies in the index in the form of one uh, so, uh, so-called share. So you could buy shares of that S&P Index Fund really throughout the rest of your life and be investing in the broader market. Does it that make, would probably be the easiest way to do that. Does it make you want to drive your car into a bridge when you hear TV and radio people talking about the Dow endlessly? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know that I want to take it that far, but I think you raise a good point in that historically the Dow has been used as the benchmark, uh, but as times have changed, certainly it's a little bit less 
uh, indicative of our overall economy, at least at least as it pertains to the S&P 500. The S&P 500 is typically uh, the benchmark we use when we measure the investments that we make because it's such a much better cross-section of the overall economy today. The Dow is very limited, only 30 companies in that index. And how about, an hour, and how about hourly updates on that? Even the Washington Post uh, this past weekend had a do-away with the daily hourly Dow reports. I mean, what what is that? Well, those are those are uh, news entities that I think are just trying to fill time in order to help their advertisement uh, businesses uh, flourish. But yeah, we certainly don't invest that way. We we encourage our investors here, our members and subscribers, to focus on taking those longer time horizons, three to five years, even longer perhaps. Uh, and when you can take that approach, patience is really one of our biggest advantages. Time is our biggest friend uh, when it comes to investing. So yeah, don't pay attention to those day-to-day movements. Stocks go up and down. Focus more on the business. And as long as the business is performing well, uh, that that should help you sleep at night. Somebody help me uh, remember to get back to index funds in a moment or two, but now seems like a perfect uh, chance to ask the following, Jason. Um, what do you think of quarterly or, or worse, uh, monthly reports that companies have to put out and, and the way that, that turned, in my mind, stocks into mostly a speculation game as opposed to investing in solid companies. And forcing all companies oh. to think short term. More importantly, yeah. I, I mean, I think you make, those are, that's a great observation, and that's something that we talk about a lot here at The Fool, is, uh, you know, these companies, they, they're required to file paperwork every quarter uh, on the state of the business. They file that 10Q report, which tells us what's going on in the business over that, over that three-month stretch. Uh, and then most companies will then release a press release uh, and also have an earnings call. And, and a lot of times you're right. That, that that sort of short timeline forces these management teams to think a little bit more along those lines as opposed to focusing on making decisions that are, are better for the business, a little bit more long-term focus. I think a really good example recently, uh, Ron Shake, the guy who founded uh, Panera Bread, and he was the CEO of Panera for quite some time, and eventually – Panera was made an offer to get bought out. They, they were bought out by uh, a private a private entity, so they're no longer public. But Ron Shake listed that as one of the biggest challenges was having to deal with that quarter in and quarter out madness of, of just meeting these arbitrary Wall Street benchmarks that sort of hamstrung them a little bit in, in making better long-term focused decisions. So, yeah, I think companies, generally speaking, would rather be able to just go about their business and maybe report every year. Uh, but some companies definitely, uh, they'll release like a 10Q or something, but then they won't really have a call in order to go further into the state of the business. Berkshire Hathaway being a very good example there. Of course, Warren Buffett is uh, very much in line with that long-term thinking. But there's no question about it. When you see these companies that are reporting every quarter, uh, Wall Street lays down these arbitrary benchmarks. They it make it difficult for these businesses to make those long-term Well, and then you get sometimes. stupid reporting. You get the same sort of stupid reporting from the same stupid people that are giving you hourly Dow updates telling you, boy, Apple way off this quarter with their projections of it. And in people's minds, they're hearing Apple struggling when they may not be at all. That's exactly right. And we tell everybody, you got to look past the headlines. Um, and, and I mean, whenever we're doing our research into these companies and their quarterly reports, I mean, we're not going to these articles that are written on financial websites. We're going to the actual source, the SEC documents that the companies publish, and then we're able to make our own assumptions and decisions based on what we're reading there. But typically, yeah, those those, those financial media sites, and I mean, we, we obviously have a financial media site here at Fool.com, uh, oftentimes will 
throw a headline up there that is not necessarily uh, a good indicator of the state of the business and, and really kind of in this Internet age, clicks are what dictates a lot of a lot of business. And so uh, the more clicks, the better. And, and what better way to get clicks than those uh, crazy headlines? Boy, so true in so many areas these days. We're talking to Jason Moser, the senior analyst for the Motley Fool, about you know how to see through the, the smoke screen of most financial reporting. And we're getting close to the moment where mega investor positive Sean gets to ask his <laughs> one question that he is allowed. So, Jason, just uh, quickly, we were talking about index funds. If you could only do one thing, an index fund more or less reflects um, the, the the panoply of stocks and companies on the entire index. So that's the idea. It's you don't yeah. you don't go heavy oil and foreign. You just you got a bit of everything. Um, is it still true that index funds almost uniformly outperform the more specialized ones? Um, so how would I, you I describe generally it? Speaking, I, I would say generally speaking, when we talk about funds, because there are a number of different types of funds. There's mutual funds, which I think has always been sort of the traditional, um, the traditionally understood uh, investment vehicle. And oftentimes index funds, those exchange-traded funds, will outperform mutual funds because the management fees are typically lower and the turnover is lower as well. But those funds aren't buying and selling stocks as much as, as your traditional mutual funds. But when you talk about an index fund or you talk about an exchange-traded fund, I mean, there are exchange-traded funds where that fund will actually uh, be based on a particular market like energy or financials or tech. Um, Or you can buy the broader type of index funds that is going to focus on something like the entire S&P 500. So it really does depend on, on what exactly you're looking to invest in. If you want something that focuses on a particular market versus something that focuses on the market in general, but it would make sense to, to think of it this way. If you're going to invest in the, in the S&P 500 index fund, then that fund essentially is going to match the performance of the S&P 500 over time. You're going to follow that line. So instead of having to pick individual stocks, you're just getting that whole basket, and, and ultimately over time, it's going gonna, it's gonna to match over over time how that how that S&P uh, performance which is. historically means always up maybe more modestly than speculating on oil or whatever i just a quick yeah i mean you stretch that graph out there look 5 10 15 20 years i mean the trend is clear the S&P goes up now there's some bumps along the way but that's why we subscribe to that longer term view because the facts are the facts and over the longer term view that market does go up. <laughs> I remember when oil was 100 bucks a barrel, I was heavily into oil stocks and thought I was a genius. <laughs> yeah, that's a really oh, tough So market. funny. That's a really so and it's, funny. That's one of those things that's completely out of our control, the price of oil, you know? Right, right. Jason Moser, Motley Fool on the line. Positive Sean, your penetrating question. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking to up my my dividend exposure in my portfolio, and as I'm doing my research, uh, specifically... At what point is a dividend high enough to where it should be a warning sign or a red flag? And more generally, how do I tell if a uh, between a dividend tra- like what's a, a dividend trap? Something that that's a good dividend but a bad stock overall. What what should I be looking at for that? Yeah, typically we look at any company that's going to pay you a three percent yield or better as kind of something we're looking for for the longer haul. Um, oftentimes, you will see companies where they're yielding seven, eight, nine percent. Those higher dividend yields tend to be things like master limited partnerships or REITs, real estate investment trusts. And the reason why they offer that big yield is because perhaps there isn't uh, the same opportunity in the fixed income market, uh, which I think would be very reflective of what's going on today. Uh, 
But when you see those higher dividend yields, I think that you need to approach them with the question of how can they afford to pay this dividend and can they afford to continue paying that level of a dividend over time versus something like uh, a McCormick, you know, a McCormick Spice Company where they've been in business forever. They have a presence in virtually every kitchen in the world, it seems like, and they pay an affordable dividend over time that uh, they, they won't ever have any have any trouble covering. So I'm going to nerd out on you just a little bit here, Sean. There is, there is something called the payout ratio, and that essentially is the number, the amount they pay in dividends versus the net income that they bring in. That payout ratio gives us a good indicator as to whether the company can afford that dividend over time. Payout ratio, is that your term, or is that kind of an industry term that I can kind of look into? No, that's an industry term that uh, you can certainly look into. Okay, hey, Jason, i got to cut you off because I feel like we're, I think we're getting too far into the weeds. Just in layman's terms, <laughs> yeah. so if a company's paying too high dev- dividends, what's going on there? Well, I mean, if they're paying too high of a dividend, it could mean a, n- a number of different things. Perhaps they're trying, uh, you know, to, to boost that dividend to get shareholders more interested, or perhaps that share price has come down, which is going to make that yield go up. Um, I mean, it could mean any number of different things, but it also oftentimes a higher dividend pertains to uh, some of those markets like master limited partnerships or, or even REITs, sometimes energy companies, uh, where they tend to offer a higher dividend when times are good, but when times get bad, uh, you know, then they have trouble affording that dividend, and, and it's reflected in the share price there as well. Fair enough. Jason Moser, Senior Analyst for The Motley Fool. He finds stocks that make money, tells the world about them. Jason, it's always informative. Thanks a bunch. Thanks, guys. You got it. Well, there's a perfect example right there. So people like to be in cool stocks and you know, like feel like a cool guy and a mover and shaker. But McCormick Spices, I mean, how boring a company is that? Cloves, Jack. Delicious yesterday, delicious tomorrow. But he's right. Every damn kitchen in the country has got McCormick Spices in it and will for the next 50 years probably. Yeah. And it's not an exciting stock, but probably a great company. Interesting. Well, I tell you what, oil exploration companies, I buy those stocks up, up, up. I thought I was a genius. <laughs> Rising tide, idiot. <laughs> Look at me picking winners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get to continue to call yourself a, a genius if you get out at the right time on that stuff, I think. I kind of did, yeah. But that was just because I wanted this guitar. <laughs> so I work out. out, yeah. <laughs> When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before for hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring? 
But don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.